I don't know how much, you know, you think we know. <laughs> I hope we don't disappoint you. Not at all. This group wouldn't exist without that show. Definitely runs deep. Oh, so many things wouldn't exist without that show. It's None of this crazy. would happen. Yeah. Sorry. I'm, I'm There's abominable. a Jersey Boys quote for everything. It's that, amazing. That's what we're saying. That's why we did this freaking podcast. Because, because it's true. Everything. Everything is quoted from it. Hi there. Hello. Hello, David. <laughs> I'm going to steal your Hello, line. Gia. Good things, good things. Good things, good things. <laughs> Welcome. It's been, there's been a lot of good things, you know. The world's in a weird place right now, but we have a lot of good things. We have this podcast. We have each other. Yes. You know. And you are always. listening to Silhouette's JB podcast, if you weren't exactly sure where you were. And we are the deepest dive into Jersey Boys, both the show and the movie. Your one-stop shop. You came to the right place, right, Davi? You came to the... I, I, would, I would venture to say that they came to the right place. Um, we cover everything. Uh, Broadway, La Jolla, um, national tours, um, South Africa, Australia, all the different... You know, everything rolled, yeah. you know, the sun, the moon, and the stars, and the sky rolled all into one, okay? <laughs> that's you know, it. That's the one. And that's the one. you are right. We have each other. We have amazing, great things. And we actually have an incredible panel, another panel with us another today. Panel. And I've been wanting to ask these amazing, cool cats questions for years since I've been listening to their album. Top of the notch, cool cats. Top of the notch. You know? Yeah, not top notch. Top of the notch. That's top how of the notch. You know, that's how we do it over here in the Zoom studio silhouettes. Yeah. So you know you how know, it goes. Exactly. And David, I have a question for you. Do you know of any cool doo-wop groups lately? Um, none come no, to like mind. A project even? Does that ring a bell oh, to you? Oh, the pro- doo-wop Pro- yeah, like DWP project. Yeah. <laughs> that sounds really. You know, we have these people in the Zoom studio tonight. They said they come from this group, the Dua Project. Yes. I think, I think, I think this, this, this is what you're talking about, it right? It is. It is only the greatest Dua group out there right now. Exactly. Extremely unbiased opinion, a little biased. And they're. Made not only do they sing this amazing duop music, right? They're all, they're all Jersey boys. We have three key members of the duop project. They have been an established group with an EIM number, as Dom Nolfi told us. Hey. Yes, I said Dom Nolfi. Holy shit! Come on, come on. <laughs> and and they have an amazing show coming live to your living room on Saturday, October 25th, and they are here to tell us all about it. So we have Dom Nofi, Charles Brown, Tony-nominated actor, and Russell Fisher, the man, the man. If you watch any of the, the Do Our Project videos, he is awesome. So without further ado, please, please welcome members of 
the doo-wop project. Hey, fellas. What's up? Hi. What's up? How are you? Welcome. What's up? Welcome to Hi, guys. Studio. Hi. Thanks for having Thanks us. Thanks for having Thanks us, Thanks for coming guys. on, guys. This is, this is so amazing. This is just such um, a wonderful combination of so many different things. We, we've been very blessed that... Everything has just worked out so wonderfully, and now knock on not only wood. we got Continue knock on wood, you know, not only we got Jersey Boys, we got doo-wop music, we got some wonderful, wonderful men with us tonight. So thank you so much for being here. Our pleasure. Thank you. First things first, you are here to tell us all about your awesome event coming up in about two weeks. Please tell us about it, what you're doing, why you wanted to do it. So, we are going to be doing the Doo-Wop Project live in your living room. That's right, live in your living room. And that's going to be Sunday, October 25th at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. That's good on New York, New Jersey time. 7 p.m. October 25th. And you can get tickets to that um, at www.thedoowopproject.com. Let me repeat that. www.thedoowopproject.com. October 25th, 7 p.m. Eastern. You won't want to miss it. We have a money-back guarantee that you will be dancing in your living room, or you can email our producer, Ken Davenport, and he will send you your 25 bucks back. <laughs> Amazing. The dancing guarantee. Guaranteed. Dancing guarantee. If you go to the .org website, you're going to get something completely different, just letting you know. Yes. So it's .com, <laughs> thedoowopproject.com. That's .com. right. Thanks for clarifying that. Of, that's what we're here for. <laughs> and thank you for clarifying live in your living room. I said to your yes. living room before. It's live yes. in your living room. We're coming so, to your and. living room and we'll be in your living room. We'll be live in your living room and you'll be dancing in your living room. Yeah. We've been known to bring the party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I always heard that, you know, in its in it, in it, in its heyday, Jersey Boys, you know, people were like literally dancing in the aisles in their seats. Like I, I had never been there when that happened. But is that something you guys experienced? Um, yep. When you were, <laughs> yes, most definitely, most definitely, yeah. Because I know, like the curtain call or oh, what a night, everyone, everyone's dancing. But like, like in the middle of like a random song where people, <laughs> I mean. In the early days, they would. There was a lot of like talking back too. There was a lot of you know, yeah, Belleville. There was a lot of, that's right. There was a lot of Frankie. <laughs> a lot of Frankies. A lot of, even before maybe we sang Sherry, Frankie. there was some, <laughs> Frankie. You know, like, and then usually after "Can't Take My Eyes Off of You," there were l- lots of remarks. So yes, um, just losing it. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I love it. That's awesome. And. You guys are going to be performing at New World Stages, right? You're live streaming That's from. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. Come on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Could you tell okay. us about that? Yeah, they happen to have absolutely. So, so they happen to have an empty theater there. It's like a 200 seat theater, and um, they just have outfitted it for these sort of live stream concerts. And um, if you go to New World to take like a site visit, it's so interesting because it's like a time capsule from that Friday night when everything just shut down. Everybody's name is on the boards outside of the, you know, the, each specific theater. All the sets are still there. So um, it's cool to be able to go back in there and to you know, do a show where shows are supposed to be done. You know, imagine, imagine if you guys were singing on stage one, though, like in front of the bridge. 
with the, with the I, fence I mean, and everything. Maybe. That would have been that would have been uh, so, so cool. apropos. It was discussed <laughs> oh. briefly. Well, they're not set up. They're not set up to host a virtual concert in that in that space. Yeah, and well, there's no and, yeah, and there's, there's no, no cameras, cameras in there. there. Oh, I Else see. Else we okay. would have asked because so we. No, no. Just, just use the Sherry camera. Or the right, Dawn camera. Exactly. That nostalgic mm-hmm. sort of vibe. We will. Yeah. I love it. It says awesome. ABC on it and everything. I got to so, say, when I know. first heard about the podcast, I wasn't, I wasn't, I wasn't sure if it was going to be an, an ASMR experience. So like, <laughs> that's our song. Oh, what a night. Say soirée la. Oh, my God. French. <laughs> well, I'll t- we have had some ASMR moments, that's for sure. But no, really? we would not do that to you. Because <laughs> we're anything but check. subtle. <laughs> no, never. No, no, no subtleties here. That's not. That's not the way. <laughs> but thanks for the fashion tip. <laughs> thanks for the fashion tip. Yeah, <laughs> that's good. Thank you. You guys have all the quotes. It really like warms my heart. You guys know every. It's line, amazing. You have to have Rick Ellis on here. You have to make that happen. We start the campaign. <laughs> Getting there. We would love that. It can happen. Oh. Anything can happen. Exactly. Anything Amen. Absolutely. We're in New York. Everything is possible. And actually, this is the first time um, in our Zoom studio that... Wait, no, we're not. No, David's in Miami. I keep thinking that you're here. I'm so sorry. Uh, will, I, will, I will be there very, very soon. He I'm will. Willing. He will. I wish I was um, in Miami. I know. Do you? Though? Why? Why Miami. do you want to be in Miami? I just love yeah. South Beach, Miami. The guys know. That we we yeah. made a point to tour Florida every winter so we could get down to Miami. That's yeah. why so. you guys go to Broward and Kravis. Yes, hello. Yeah. We're snowbirds. Uh, we're not hey, hello. man. It's a good place yeah, to, be in place to be in February. Yeah, we caught yeah. wise. We're doing it right. Yes. Well, <laughs> yeah. that's my birthday. So I could, and Frankie usually plays on, Val, at Val, on Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Valentine's Day at the Hard Rock Cafe, uh, at Hard Rock Hotel. Yeah. yeah. So if you come down. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, go see Frankie. I'll go with you. I can meet you there for my. It's my birthday is the fifteenth, so I don't know. Anyway, there you go. Well, let's do it. Okay, let's do it. It might be a couple years from now, but all right, let's let's make a plan. (laughs) No rush. She's young. Not not really. Getting. It's fine. Um, But let's backtrack a little bit and let's talk about the foundation of the Do Up Project, and then we'll kind of lead back into your event um, on the twenty fifth. So. So for what we know, um, the show, well, your, your, the Duop Project has been around for about seven years. Um, so, Russell, if you could tell us, like, what was the main idea or the inspiration behind creating the Duop Project? Well, it happened when one of our founding fathers, <laughs> Dominic Scaglione, <laughs> uh, approached Dominic Nolfi in uh, his dressing room. Um, about half dressed, <laughs> and or so uh, as the tale like, goes. Af- after a half hour call, like five minutes, still places, and said, "Hey, I got this great idea for a do op project," and um, you know, Nolfi was on board, and then they hired our musical director, uh, Sonny Palladino, and um, sort of the the genesis of the group was taking uh, the music that we all are familiar with from doing these shows and dialing it back one generation and saying, okay, so what were the groups whose music were singing in these shows? Who did they listen to and who was their inspiration? Who were they listening to on the radio? And so then it opened the, the, the Pandora's box, if you will, (laughs) to all of these great (laughs) songs um, at this vast collection of music from all these different doo-wop groups. And um, 
we've been touring with this music ever since. So it's been really cool. You're looking at sort of a cross-pollination of all of these different shows that we've come from. Motown, Smokey Joe's Cafe, Jersey Boys, Beautiful, the Carol King musical. And so the one common thread that they all have is obviously this great music, but the inspiration for this music. So um, we've been really blessed uh, to have uh, a group of people who are as enthusiastic about it as our founding fathers are. Um, and Nolfi, if you want to take it from here. I mean, you killed that. There's not much else to say other than people kind of came organically to the group. We had a hard time finding a bass singer. And um, we tried out another guy. He didn't work out. He didn't have a cell phone. He oh. wasn't into getting a cell phone. This is like... 2013. At least yeah. 13 wow. or something. Yeah, and he was like, nah, I'm not getting a cell phone. So we were well, like, I wonder if he still doesn't have a cell phone. Okay, right thank you. You're not going to work. Uh, and, anyways, we ended up finding um, Dwayne Cooper through uh, a friend of Sonny's. And then um, Charles and I started working on Motown together. And um, I sort of was like, we're going to do this and we should sing some Smokey Robinson songs and you should come sing them. And he was down. Um, and, you know, it's really hard to find somebody with that counter tenor sound that Russell has. And he just does it effortlessly. So well and so effortless. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. So it just all kind of gelled together. And Skaggs, you know, Skaggs, his energy is behind it. And Sonny's energy. So it's like this, this mix, mat, this kind of mix of all these people from different parts of the country coming together to sing this music that the entire country celebrates. We thought like originally, oh, it's just Northeast, you know, but no, man, people love it all across, all across. I mean, from Alaska to, you know, California. to Florida, to East Texas. California. Loves it. To California. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's, that's what I, I absolutely love about, about your project and your group because there is an audience for it, like young and old, you know, and I know a lot of people automatically assume it's the older crowd, but I mean, you have David and me, we're both like 24, 25, <laughs> and we absolutely fell in love with it. And you guys can find their two albums on their website at www.doitproject.com or on Spotify too, and their YouTube channel. Um, and, and I remember Apple Music watching and, and Apple Music yeah. and Apple Music. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And Amazon Music. Yes. Basically, wherever you can find Anywhere music. You can find music. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> Wherever you listen to podcasts, listen to music, they're all together, all thrown into yeah. one. And it's, it's awesome. Um, but I remember watching an interview with Skaggs, and he was talking about how um, his dad told him, like, well, everyone always just sings the same, like, the well-known classic standard doo-wop songs. And he's like, well, try, try something else. Like, just, like, go, like, a little bit deeper. And, that's, and then you guys did That's My Desire. Holy shit. That is... <laughs> I... Beautiful. So beautiful. Like, that's my favorite one from your first album from 2015. I loved it. It, Yeah. That's a gem. It really is. And, yeah, but but it's, you also go, like, you do, like, you you would cross all decades to do it. Because I remember you guys did I'm Yours, Jason Mraz classic. You guys even do country. We should say that we do those country songs songs in the country song, Duopified. So that's the yes. term that our bass man, Dwayne, came up with that we <laughs> have now implemented into the group. So whenever you hear us doing a song that's not from traditional doo-wop, it's, it's a song that we've doo and made it in the style of doo-wop. And basically, yeah. 
And that means there's there's something for everyone. Is that you yeah. know there's the deep cuts for the the true doo-wop aficionados, and then we have right. the you know the mm-hmm. top twenty you know the the hits, the contemporary hits, so that we can sort of bridge that generational gap between the people who grew up listening to this music and introducing it to new new audiences as well. Yeah. So exactly. it, it's really great. There's something for everyone. Yeah, and you guys are nailing it. For sure. Thank oh, you. thank you. Thank you. You guys are sweet. Thank you. Your combination of acapella stuff and accompanied stuff, and especially when it's in the same song, it's so well done. It's beautiful. Really. Yeah, Santino that's, that's all Sonny's touch, yeah. you know. Yeah, he he's um he's a Broadway guy, you know. He's he's I mean he's he's Ron Melrose when Ron Melrose was doing oh. Scarlet Pimpernel and. You know, like he's he's gonna be on Ron's level very soon if he isn't, you know, already in his own right. Um, and I hold Ron in the highest of so regard, do we. You know, he's a, he's yeah. he's a genius, really. Um, and I've gotten to build like two shows with him or be around him while he's putting these shows together, and it's it's a pleasure always. Um, so yeah, but Sonny really gets the music because he grew up around it. His uncle was in. Um, uh, Brooklyn Bridge, Johnny wow. Maestro and Brooklyn oh, Bridge, wow. and so his uncle uh, Marty D'Amico played trumpet and keyboard in that group, and so he grew up as a kid going to the concerts. So he really gets it, and he always has. Even even the vocal notes he gives us, because it's different from barbershop, and he understands that. There is a, a sense of rotating people in the group depending on the concert and who can make it on. Like where you are on the tour, is that yes. correct? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, well, if someone has an incredible opportunity, they go and they do yeah. that opportunity, and then we just grab another Jersey Boys vet or Broadway vet. Yeah. Well, it's like John Diaz, he's going to do the live stream with us, and he's on our album, but he had been gone doing Beautiful for years, and we haven't had the opportunity to be on stage with him in at three least. or four years at least. Um, and so now he's coming back, and it's going to be awesome, and... He's like, oh, it's like riding a bike. You know, he he was going to do this with us, but um, he's like traveling right now um, up in Rhode Island. Good for him. Um, so, Enjoy. Yeah. <laughs> when, excited. when it comes to the barbershop stuff, does anyone ever, like, mm-hmm. when they see you walking down the street, hey, sing sincerely from the music man. Put on the hats and start singing it. <laughs> uh, no, we seldom get that. No. But there are, you know, distinctions between um, barbershop quartet and doo-wop. Um, primarily the fact that in doo music, uh, it's R&B based and all of the vocalists were replicating or imitating um, instruments. And so where there would be a usual, a typical uh, vocal line, they're instead imitating these instruments. Barbershop Quartet right. has a little bit more chromaticism because it's got this sort of ragtime jazz influence. Um, the, so the harmonies are a little tighter and crunchier. Um, and doo-wop is really simple uh, and really easy to pick up. So there's, you know, the basic one, four, five, one <laughs> chord mm-hmm. structure in doo-wop music. It runs rampant through it. And it's so it then it becomes like a vocabulary that people can lock into and and mm-hmm. quick and adjust accordingly the different parts, you know, there's always like an archetype of which part sings which. And so you create that structure, that formula, and you can take that and uh, 
use it on every duop song. And that's also what we do in our duopified songs as well. Love it. Mm. Yeah. And when and, building and... the group. Oh, sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. When building the group, how did you guys decide who, okay, you know, who's going to sing lead, who's going to sing tenor, all of that? Well, you and know, we sort of, we, we flip around quite a bit. Um, there are certain songs where me, yeah. I, for example, sing the bottom um, on Desire, but then in other songs I'm in the top harmony. But we sort of know each other's voices very well now, and we know um, our strengths. So, you know, generally it, it'll be, you know, either Russell or I on the top, and then, you know, or Skaggs. Or it'll be, you know, Nolfi in the middle generally or, or myself in the middle and then Dwayne obviously is the bass man. So, you know, the, the, besides the way the four of us sort of have the, the pleasure of flipping around depending on the song and where we'll sound best. And if one of us is singing lead, then we know, you know, kind of where the other three parts will fall into place after that. But, you know, yeah. you'll, you'd be surprised at times, you know, someone is singing higher than you would imagine and vice versa, lower than you would imagine, too. So it's really fun because we're not just stuck in always, you know, I'm always going to be the first tenor and second tenor and, third, you know, we don't, right. we don't do it like that. We do it very organically to see who fits in the best where. Yeah. We keep you guessing. We keep you guessing. <laughs> <laughs> and do you, and, and like, yeah. like a swing, you know, like how you have to learn multiple tracks for, you know each show like do you find yourself having to learn like you know multiple vocal parts for certain songs because you like well some people are really good at doing that like russell can just pick things up so, like, like you want me i would never be that person yeah russell's the best <laughs> yeah for sure yeah i'm like nah i'm i'm singing above Dwayne. that's where i'll be come come and get me there um and that's where I live, you know what I mean? Um, and, I need to, and I need to be, like, I need to be well rehearsed. Like, uh, my theater background, I've been doing theater since I was, like, a little kid. So it's like, I, and I'm also a Virgo. So, like, <laughs> When's your birthday? I, lo- I love to be uh, the 28th Three of Virgos in the house. So, Happy belated birthday. Yeah. So, so you know, we, we, want, we want the ideal conditions, you know what I mean? So, um, but Russell's really versatile, like, popping around. And he can also he also yeah, he represent like, everybody. Music aficionado, so we really depend on him to keep yeah. us in line a lot of times. If Sonny's not with us, no, road. he's saved us because sometimes we're touring hard, and you know this isn't like glamour touring. This is like we all pile into a minivan, we go to a day's <laughs> in, we get out, you know, we get up at six in the morning to get the next flight so that we can make the two o'clock, three o'clock sound oh, check or in drive the next six city. hours, you know, so. Yeah, or drive. So it's it's not right. for the faint and because of, of that, sometimes our sometimes we have vocal fatigue. To answer your question even further, so there are times where we're like, "Listen, Russell, I need you to right. sing this note for me." That's where I, I was I don't going. Have it today, <laughs> or vice versa. Can you take this solo yeah. line because I don't have it today? So it really happens. Sometimes people are seeing a very organic show, and it's the first time it's ever been done in that exact way, um, which keeps us on our toes yeah. and keeps it lively. So it's fun that way too. And we yeah, and at that point we have this yeah. shorthand with each other. Right, because you know, we're we're brothers. We love each other, and we we we're with each other all the time. So we're really in tune with each other. Yeah, and sometimes Literally. it's just the eye look. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we can communicate on stage. Save me! I don't got this next note. Yeah. <laughs> Without yeah. having to say a word, or like you'll just all of a sudden be introduced. Right. You'll just be. It's like there should be a song. But your song, that the next song is straight skipped, and we're yep. going right into your song. So hey, there you go. And then you're All like, right. oh, we okay. call those audibles, right? Audible. Yeah, audibles. Calling call it audibles. Yes. Yeah. We're so skipping that. Y'all, yes. y'all are all the quarterback. Yeah, the whole the, the whole team is the quarterback. Yeah. yeah, whoever's on whoever's on keyboards usually Sunny, 
he's sort of running the, the, the rhythm section behind us, you know, um, and we're communicating with them. And we have, you know, a lot of the same musicians play with us all yeah. the time, which is awesome. Uh, Joe Bergamini's our drummer. He, he can play the show. He plays it without any music nice. now. You know, uh, Julia Adami she, and her dad, they play bass for us. They're incredible. Um, we have probably some of the best saxophone players that the city has to offer. I mean, that's a reason enough to, to, to tune into the live stream to hear Dave Mann play oh. saxophone solos. Because he's literally a world-class like saxophonist. Like a fourth-degree black belt. And you think it's work out? We could talk about a saxophone. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And Dave Mann has played with everybody. It I is. mean, he's played in studio sessions with some of the best oh. artists in the biz. He's on some of the, yeah. the most iconic records. And toured with some of the biggest. Yeah. 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 He was on. He was with the Eagles the last time they went out. So, and then we get this guy Andy Snitzer who plays with us. He tours with Paul Simon and Billy Joel. So it's. Nice. Are, Do you know Richie Canada? No. Is he good saxophone player? He's actually um, the sax player on all of Billy Joel's like his, oh, cool. his albums. Oh, yes. okay, cool. Yeah, sick. Um, now this leads to a question that David and I have actually been talking about a lot this week. Um, now David is definitely much high, high, very well versed just in in music and different vocal arrangements. Um, but he finds that that soloists nowadays, um, whether on Broadway or in pop music, um, like if they ever decide to get with a group it's really challenging for them to grasp like the stakes and the magic of being in an ensemble choir um i know for me like of course i love boy bands boy groups everything um but 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 the more modern you get like for example in sync and backstreet boys i love okay like for example for um in for in sync do you ever listen to the oh holy night Acapella that they did at the tree lighting. In so, absolutely, I mean, I'm it a huge Insync fan, and just there you go. Fan, Thank so. you. Yeah, my thousand percent. <laughs> yes. I, well, million, million dollar question: Who I, are you, Team Insync or Backstreet Boys? I'm Team Insync. Insync one all day. Thank you. But anyway, so nice. when I when I think of well more um, like modern like boy groups, and of course now the most recent one would be One Direction. Um, but sometimes it seems like the guys are. It's just a riff off the entire song it's like yeah. oh well mm. i can like i can do this more than you like and i could do that mm. and i'm just like shut up and just mm. sing the song like together um yeah. sing the fucking song exactly. <laughs> yeah so um i should to be take it away with the rest of the question so yeah. yeah i a lot of so i, I i've been I, i've been singing in choirs and stuff my whole life and i've been doing musicals for a long time and Singing in traditional choirs has helped me a lot when singing in musicals, when you're singing those big choral parts. First of all, musical theater writers like to write the tenors and sopranos into the stratosphere. Mm -hmm. And and, um, the basses and the altos, I mean, they're not really singing like, you know, it's it's, it's just, it's it's a different kind of four-part writing. And um, a lot Mm -hmm. of the times, it's not, there, you won't have that sense of unity. At least in, in some of the shows that I've been with, there isn't that sense of unity and oneness and together, togetherness. Even even on 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 Broadway, sometimes in a higher level 
commercial professional theater sometimes the oneness and togetherness is just not there it could be it could be something that day it could be something what's happening it, it it's it's it could be a number of things but the the two shows that i think of that immediately come to my mind when i think of these people are together these people get it and they know what it's like you know when you're a part of something like no, knowing what it's like to be a part of something bigger and how you fit into that to, into the ensemble so jersey boys obviously always gets it and that that starts from within from the way everything was put together from the creative team and the way it was disseminated to you guys and then also i think of the drowsy chaperone um everything on that on that show sounded so so good they did a quarantine version of as we stumble along reprise um that's it a really was good really show. really good i was i i, I played that's a really special yeah, I, show. I, uh, yeah. I played Robert Martin this past March um, as my, my yeah. final senior musical Fun. in college. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Nice. He was excellent. Um, so, yeah, Gia yes. came to see it. It was wonderful. Um, I was so happy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, yes, so they, they did this cool. quarantine version. Even, even everyone in their own, like, they're there. Everything sounded so good. Everyone sounded so together. They knew they were a part of something bigger and a part of something special. And... Mm-hmm listening to your guys' music also do our project you guys get it because you come from that background you yeah. get it and i i just want to know what you guys think about that and being in being in a group e- even setting aside the fact that you come that you all come from jersey boys and um all, all of those shows that you had mentioned earlier what do you guys think about that oneness that togetherness and how important that is for you guys well, um, to uh, Jana's point, um, yeah, the the sort of the boy band, um, or the notion of a boy band and how they sing has changed significantly. In that, um, what's trending now is sort of the chorus effect, where you know if you have five guys, all five guys are singing the melody, and then each of them takes a little bit of the verse or whatever. So that's significantly different than a four or five part harmony. Um, But to David's point, um, the most important thing is, and I think this is a metaphor for life and for everything, is that we listen to each other. We listen to each other. It's so much more important um, to lock in and to listen to each other than to have the loudest voice in the room sometimes. And Duop encourages that. Um, a lot of times in the modern day musical, you have people, you know, with the, their mics are here and they're running around and they're dancing and they're moving furniture around or they're backstage changing whilst they, they sing. So, um, to their credit, uh, they're, they're doing the best they can without being, right. you know, in a choir on the risers, Right. you know, I, I totally um, get so that. they're right. So they're trying their best to create or recreate that ensemble sound while multitasking essentially. Um, but yeah, it's always nice to just sort of come back to like, you know, four or five guys, we circle up and we just lock in with each other and we create this wall of sound. Um, and that involves listening. I think it's also too, 
partially and you know not to sound like the old geezer of, of, but i feel like you know it's more old school to sing and to listen and to harmonize i think a lot of um the younger performers these days no offense but a lot of younger performers these days depend on the technology and they depend on the sound mixing and they depend on the microphones to um t- to fix that for them and i think what we lock into as a do project is we really honor the traditional sound and so that does require you know, feeling what it is to blend. And, I, you know, the five of us have been performing together for so long that we can even sort of sync up our vibratos because we're so used oh, to yeah. how we're going to finesse each note even. And I feel like that is a yeah. is a, a, a art form that is sort of becoming a little bit lost in the modern age of pop musical theater and pop music. Um, you know, because yeah. at the time, doo-wop was pop music. Popular is what the pop stands for. And it was just was a different understanding of how to harmonize with one another. So I think that, that adds to it as well. Yeah, we're so much more prone to tapping into each other's tone and resonance. Right. You know, there's a difference between ooh and ooh. Yeah. You know, yeah. And, and, and that all has to do with the, the mood of the piece. Right. What, again, back to what I was saying earlier, what instrument you're imitating um, and how it'll best serve whoever's uh, solo fe- vocal is is featured. Could you, could you tell you know? us what instruments yeah. are yeah. the ones that most of you all like, try to imitate? Replicate. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the upright bass or bass guitar, right? Um, some of the parts are really percussive, so like ry- rhythm section. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And then... And even yeah. horns in a way, For sure. Too. Yeah. yeah. I always think of, you know, Hoyt Hoyt in Jersey Boys during Silhouettes. Yeah. 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 Hoyt Hoyt. Yeah. Some really there's interesting There's a song songs. we don't, there's a song we don't sing, but we should, uh, Daddy's Home. I think we've discussed it. Yeah. But there's a, there's a backup in that that's rat-a-tat-tat, you know, and it's, to me, yeah. that's a horn, yeah. you know? It's all about the scatting. You know, so... Well, my my actually yeah. my favorite um, backup vocals in Jersey Boys um, is "Come On Marianne." I love that song. Um, yeah, the the ones on the on the on the original track. That's the ones you're talking about. Well, on the cast or album. In, I love listening to it. That's Steve Govea, man. He's and he's really playing the guitar. That that was um, oh in sorry, the show. I, yeah. His guitar would be a, oh that's him and Donnie oh, Kerr. If you're talking if you're talking about the the Jersey yeah. Boys, come on, Marianne. Yeah, that's yeah. obviously John Lloyd singing the lead, but the guys backing him up are Donnie Kerr and Steve Govea, and um, <laughs> they're both so rad. I mean, those guys can actually play; they play instruments, um, and they're great actors, and they have these great natural street voices. Um, and uh, yeah. I love that part of the show. Donnie Kerr was I in love, Tommy I, too. He was in Tommy. It's got yeah, that, that was. I mean, that was. That was. You guys talk about moments that you geeked out. So when I joined the cast of Jersey Boys, I was geeking out because Donnie Kerr and Christian Hoff, who were pinball lads, and you know the original, who was Tommy. Which when I was in high school, that was like Life. one of the first rock musicals, right? So for me, it was kind of like this moment of oh, because before that, it's just Les Mis, it's um, Miss Saigon. It's a lot of legit singing with some pop infused in there. But then I listen to that. You listen to, to um, Cerverus, right? Yeah. Um, and he, it's, it's all this kind of belty, rock, no vibrato, straight tone 
sort of uh, and who would have thought Michael Cerverus? You know, he sounds so good on that because I think of Michael Cerverus, I think so of good. Juan Peron and Sweeney Todd. But then you remember, it's it was yeah. pretty cool. That's where he got his his start. Right. Sort of, I mean. Uh, that was a and big Dom, break. Now, for now him, that you, you know? say that, I can totally see if that influenced you in in your al- in the album because when you sing "That's My Desire," you have that Steve Perry rock like sword to you. <laughs> you do. Like, you take it to a whole new level. And then I know with Skag, because you guys definitely compliment each other, and Skag's just very very kind no, of you. It, no, in it's, no, this, the second you said rock, I was like, Shit, it was Steve Perry that I was thinking, and then it, it went up that way. Yeah, but that's why I, I love how how you all explained like the process because it, it really is that simple. Just it's four guys under a street lamp, if you want to, creating that wall <laughs> yeah. and, and just listening to each other. Like that's it can be that simple and that's what's the most beautiful and, and that's why people gravitate back to this music. It will always be there and it, it needs to continue to go through new generations. So thank you for and doing it's, what you do. It's all still ahead of us. We have anything to do about it. That's right. It's all still ahead of us. It's even so much still ahead of us. It's right around the corner, October 25th. That's right. <laughs> I know I don't, you guys don't want to give away too much about your show, but um, could you tease any particular songs you'll be performing? Or do you want to wait? Yeah, we can talk about some songs that we're doing, sure. I mean, honestly, we haven't. It's yeah. a shorter program than what we normally do, so it is hard. We're going to have to cut some stuff. We haven't finalized it yet. Yeah. We always start our yeah. show with Remember Then, which is, um, what's, uh, who, who's the group, Russ? Uh, Larry uh, Chance and the Earls. Larry Chance and Lo- the Earls. I love the names of the doo-wop groups. <laughs> um, yeah. But, you know, we can say one thing for your listeners um, and viewers is that there's going to be an opportunity for the audience to request which Frankie Valli and the Four Seasons song we sing in the show. So that's why that's another good reason for everyone to tune in live and to be oh, come on. in the chat is because we're, during the show we're going to see who won or we're going to take, take a poll. A poll. Yeah. yeah, it's interactive. It's interactive. <laughs> if you guys had to choose, if you guys had to choose, yeah. which one would it be? If you guys had to, out of um, the big three, which one? Which one would you yeah. choose? Out of the big Let's three. See if we out of the big the three. Uh, Walk like a man. One hundred percent. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> Hear those Fs on top. Of Come course. on. Aww. Something cool about Walk Like a Man uh, on the cast recording. Um, they don't use the ending that's in the show. The ending that's in the show. It's da 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 But on the cast recording, yeah. <laughs> they on the cast recording they take the the end of Act One. Um, just, I don't know why they did that. Yeah, I, I don't know why they did that. Well, the live show they built in the bow. That's they wanted to button the moment. Right. Right. So, and then yeah. give them also. Then you give the audience a chance to clap. Right. And you've been waiting. I'm sure Ron explained yeah. this to you, but you've but Des and Ron and the designers and and Rick and Marshall. They they held back the opportunity right. for people to go crazy. Even after Sherry, I remember going on for Bob and being and them telling me, especially when the show was brand new and people were losing their minds, you got to cut them off. You got to move move the keyboard as the flap 
the microphones are coming up and you have to give your little the lead into big girls you know um and it's got to be you got to cut them off we don't want them to go crazy there (laughs) that has to be contained so that for walk like a man because the end of big girls it just cuts off and goes right right into the scene if you remember so yeah Milfi, you were with the show you've been with the show since la jolla um correct me if i'm wrong um walk like a man well, actually, the whole cast album, really. Was that recorded while the script was being finished? No. The script was... The, the, the cast no, album? It was well... It was finished. It was finished. It, we recorded oh, okay. it in New York, not there, in La Jolla. Yeah. So there wasn't oh, a seed... Because I know there are different cuts the, like in the, in the songs on the cast album than there are, obviously, keys in, the, also. in the context right. of the show. Um, Ron, t- Ron told us that it was like halfway through, right, halfway yeah. through previews that John was like... Big girls is too low. Bring it up a half step from G into A flat, please. Get get out of the passaggio. Yeah. Exactly. Right, right, right. It's so much easier to sing um um to sing that E flat at the top. Just yeah, to sing you would D. you would think the opposite, um, right? But it's 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 not. It's actually easier. <laughs> and it it mm-hmm. makes so much sense to me now as I'm getting old. Like my voice is finally starting to settle back in after transition and it makes so much more sense yeah. like why like when he told me that like yeah it's easier it's just easier to sing higher <laughs> yeah. that's that's why that's why Titus Burgess sings Meadowlark a step down from Patti Lapone. she sings it in E major he sings it in D and I'm like why he's like I, I, not, not to just to sing high that's, that's just where it sits there you go that's where it lives you know <laughs> <laughs> well, we, we could talk about the cast album forever. Um, thank you for telling us um, yeah, what yeah, yeah. A, a little teaser of what the songs yeah. are going to be like and the walk request. like That's a man. Yeah. Um, so if you all here's the buy church, tickets, here's the people. Um, there are three tiers of like ticket purchases there's no you can people. have. Um, Russell, would you want to explain it to everybody? Yes. Uh, okay, so uh, we have a yeah. general admission ticket, <laughs> um, and that's twenty five dollars. And what you get with that is just you get to stream the show and you get to have a nice time dancing in your living room. Now, um, with our first VIP package, um, you get to um, also stream the show, of course, but also you get a signature The Doolop Project mask just as a sign of the times as well as an autographed special edition (laughs) picture of us um, taken at New World Stages. And then, if you want to get the VVIP package, you not only get those two things, but you also get entree, not only to our meet and greet after the show, but also you get to come to our sound check. Now, those tickets are limited, so you have to to check our website uh, at com. The VVIP tickets will be limited, so hopefully you'll get them before they're gone because we can only have so many people um, on our sound check Zoom and on our meet and greet Zoom. So um, those are the three tiers that you can purchase <laughs> your tickets at for October 25th at 7 p.m. Eastern at com. Oh, when, when's it going to be? Awesome. It's going to be October 25th at 7 p.m. <laughs> Eastern Standard Time. That would be 4 p.m. if you're in California. <laughs> California. 5 p.m. Yeah. Mountain Time. But just to clarify, so for the sound check, it's a Zoom sound check. So if you're True. in New York, it's not a sound check at New World Stages. Don't show up 
to the dance bell. It'll be an empty dance bell if you show up. So yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so it'll be over Zoom. Yeah, just just to make that, sure. Because we don't um, want anyone showing up at New World stages thinking they're going to see us in person. Nope. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Everything nope. will be virtual. All right, honeys. Everything's virtual. Virtual. <laughs> That's awesome. So what are the safety precautions that you have to take at New World in order to make well, this event? Well, we they have to get tested. And then we, um, we are separated in the hallways where all the shows are, you know, like where you, you men, uh, walk into the corridor of where you break off into the theaters. Right. They socially distance, like, spaces for us to nice. hang out and actually will dress and stuff there. Oh, oh there. wow. And then we'll head into because there's only one um, dressing room in that theater. We're all we're hosting. Small, it's is this on the first floor or the second floor? floor? So, the second floor. Second. Yeah. Nice. So we're gonna keep our distance, <laughs> and we're gonna be you know masked up until we have to hit the stage, and we're all gonna go get tested. Yeah. And, you know. Do our do our responsible yeah. thing. Well, yeah. good. I'm happy. Exactly. Yeah, I'm happy you're all staying safe. Most important thing. I think this is a great place to take a break. I'm on my way. From our. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) To be with his Lynn. She said, "Take a break." Oh man. Yeah, take a break. Sorry. Yeah, you know. Sorry. (laughs) So we'll just take a little break, and we're back. And we're back. We're back. Thank you back. (laughs) Thank you back. (laughs) We're, we are act back. Two. Yeah, everyone's places for the top of Act 2. <laughs> Thank you, places. <laughs> but wait, but wait, we already brought on the lights. What are you doing backstage? Oh, my God. It's like the play that goes on. <laughs> um, oh, that show is so great. <laughs> hysterical. Oh, I, I I've saw, never laughed that hard. <laughs> I saw I saw Russell uh, because Quinn, Quinn Van Antwerp yes. was Yeah, I went to go show. see yeah. Quinn in it. Oh, yeah. man. Yeah, so I blast. saw Russell at the stage door. It was that's so right. That's right. Oh. Um, oh wow! Man, I want to see. I want to see okay. that. I hope Me I can too. get. A I hope it comes to back it. to New World Stages yeah. once everything comes back. I was hysterical, crying. I was laughing so much. It's so crying. Funny. It's so funny. So I hear good things. Yeah. You know they have a television so show now. Yeah, the goes do, wrong show. The goes wrong show. They do little Amazon sketches. Amazon Prime. It's, that's right, Amazon Prime. Yeah, it's fantastic. Oh, that's I cool. have to check that out. Yeah. Watch, watch that's there. Cool. They they were on um they were on Seth Meyers late night. And they do this like their their whole interview goes wrong, and it's the funniest. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's I the love funniest that. Thing. These are the things we love to talk <laughs> about because you know, New World stages. You got, of course, Jersey Boys. You got, of right. course, the play that goes wrong, right. and then of course, you got the Doo-Wop project. They're gonna be hey, there October twenty-fifth. Live in your living room. <laughs> you You're gonna be dancing in your living room. You're gonna be singing along in your living room. Just mute your mic. Oh my god! (laughs) 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 Hashtag meet your mic. Um, Or don't. I mean, we'll see. Or don't. Um, (laughs) But we got Russell Fisher, Dominic Nolfi, and Charles Brown, three key members of the Duo Project. Um, And we are going to do um, something special. Um, We're going to, which, you know, we've already been, you know, having some Jersey Boys talk while, while we've been doing this, but. Um, if you guys can just tell uh, everyone who you played in the show when you were in the show, starting with Charles. 
So I, it's funny because I've changed it on my resume a couple times. <laughs> I think we, we know it affectionately as Barry Belson, but also it could be called Hal Miller. I don't know. I, I think right now it says Hal Miller on my resume for whatever reason. It was, but I think we all know him as Barry Belson, but it's Barry Belson slash Hal Miller and others, and also others. known as the Black Track. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and Charles played <laughs> Hal slash. Yeah. Except unless you're off Broadway. Unless you're off Broadway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. oh my god but on on the cruise on the cruise they bring back the original tracking oh good yeah. god bless thank yeah. you oh. on the cruise they titus bird just worked track. hard thank enough. you norwegian yeah, yeah. <laughs> thank you norway thank you. <laughs> thank you, Nor- we are norwegian now they sing this song at the end of each cruise um the Jersey boy, the Jersey boys cast never has to sing it, but all the different characters from the different shows on the cruise, they sing this beautiful. It's like as cheesy as you oh. can get, but it's like perfect for like the end of a cruise, top of the notch oh. cruise. Um, but um, yeah, I've never been on a cruise, but if I go on one, it's got to be Disney. I feel like it would be Russell, Disney cruise. I feel like it would be the Disney. Same. I've never been either, but Disney's my yeah. first choice, hundred percent. All right, yeah. cool, cool. All right. So Russell, who did you play? Uh, Joey. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> as cast, and, and I was an understudy for Frankie as well. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, f- and you did it on Broadway, right? I did it on Broadway. I was there from 2008 to 2014. Uh, I booked the show on my 22nd birthday. I turned 22 on the 22nd of August, and I got the phone call, which is like unbelievable. Meant to be. And I have not been able to top that birthday gift ever <laughs> since. <laughs> but I try. Try as you might. Well, the stars are try in alignment end. for you, and they will be again. There you go. Amen. They Destiny sure awaits. were. They were. They were. Yeah. It was amazing. After intermission, <laughs> Russell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and I got to, to go on uh, a number of times. Um, one time I went on mid-show. Really? Which was interesting. Nice. Yeah, because you, you, you sort of have to take the weight for Frankie, for Frankie you're yeah, about, you right? sort of had to take all yeah. the weight of Act One and put it into Act Two, having after having not done <laughs> Act One. So it's a blessing and, and a curse, really, because it's you know you don't have all of that weight there, but you have to sort of you know bring it all with you and say, okay, wait, who do I who do I not like? In this <laughs> <laughs> who do I who am I not talking to? What am I? <laughs> okay, okay, we're good. Um, but uh, you were talking earlier about how you know when you've been doing the show for this long it feels like it's just in you and um after i left the show about three months after i left the show i got a call to come in and be a standby uh for frankie and it turns out and it turns out um i wound up watching the show on a tuesday night and i went through all of my tracking and i went on as frankie the very next day for the wednesday matinee which was crazy because it it felt so familiar again like you said it was like riding a bike when you've been doing a show for that long it's embedded in your heart and your soul and so I said come on let's go let's do this and it felt different you know after having some time away from it so um, it was one of the most memorable moments performing uh, of my life and and everybody was just so incredibly supportive and I, I felt you know I felt carried um, That's beautiful. And, uh, it was it was awesome. It was awesome. Awesome. <laughs> and then we come to Dominic Nolfi. Hey-o. Yo, Nolfi. What's up? <laughs> so, 
Who did I play? Who did I play? It's more like who, <laughs> who did didn't I play? I play? Yeah. Um, you went on for Barry Belson once, play right? Nick. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, so I was the original swing. Like I was the first swing ever hired. Um, and then I swung the show in La Jolla, and I swung it then on Broadway for three years. And then eventually I took over for Christian Hoff when he left. Gaetano. Uh, Tommy. Nice. Yes. Um, and yeah, and did that for three years, and then my journey ended. But uh, yeah, um, the first part I ever played was Frankie in La Jolla and on Broadway. So that was the first track I did in both cities. And then Bob... And then Bob after, after that in both cities, actually. Um, I love that. And you're still on, on the commercials then, as Bob a lot. <laughs> oh, okay. As no, I'm sorry. You're in the commercials as uh, As Tommy. No, Tommy he, no he's, yeah, he's doing the commercials yeah. as Tommy, the B-roll. Yeah, yeah. Tommy, yeah, so. Oh, man, yeah. is that like being in a fucking time machine or what? <laughs> <laughs> DeVee's beating me with the coats tonight. That was fun. Yeah. That was um, fun. But the only rough part about that is that when I was grow- I grew up in California, and then they were playing it so much for the first national, and everybody thought that I was going to come and do oh, it there. Man. And then it was like, no, he's not coming. Oh. <laughs> but uh, who was? But yeah, was, what, no, did you so, ever yeah. like play Bob one night, Tommy the next night, Frankie next? Did it ever happen? Like, oh, I I played Bob for the matinee and Tommy for the evening. On a Wednesday, I did that. Mind-blowing. When you're in a long-running show, people get sick, and there's a lot of, you know, there's eight shows a week, and yeah, and you find yourself in those positions. Um, um, and that, but I remember that being fun, honestly. The first year of the show, especially, um, I would love going on as Pesci, you know? People loved it. They, they would howl. <laughs> um, or get Or, or cl- give him ovations. Every time he dropped the f bomb as Joey, they loved it. You know, um, I thought they were a fucking genius. So yeah, <laughs> totally. Um, I I went on for um, Hank a lot in the early years too, um, because um, Steve right. covered Nick. Um, but Nick's the only season I've never one played. Day. But maybe hey, one day. Would you we'll want to? You never know. Right. No. <laughs> I don't think so. Actually. No. <laughs> There's a certain level I would want to do the show at, and then if like I couldn't do it at right. that level, I don't think I'd ever want to do it again because how I left it was so right. great, Perfect. you know. Yeah. So would you ever want that. to direct yeah. it or, so, or produce or produce it anywhere? I think directing it would be a lot of fun if it was the right mm-hmm. situation with the right people and and Good. and there was the right Absolutely. yeah. You never know. You never know. Yeah, totally. Oh. That would be fun. Any of us could do a fantastic job. I think I you agree. two especially. <laughs> I would love may to have end. directed it somewhere but like, we don't you heard no 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 I'm sure we would never do it here first kids not somewhere. the way <laughs> in Miami Dade County oh right. Palm Beach County there's uh, a musical theater me. class somewhere who's oh, definitely sorry. done selections <laughs> yeah. from Jersey Boys I think sorry <laughs> I kid I kid no you guys are too savvy and smart to do anything like that of we know course, that of course no even us I, we would love to both be involved professionally with this show in some way, someday. You know, it yeah. would be so cool. You know, if I, I, I if I would, I would love to act in it, and I would love to music direct it. Yeah, yeah. I, I would, I would, I would love, love to direct to. and choreograph. That's what I would love to do. I mean, s- someday we'll be licensed. But you know, yeah. Out. So, so T- TRW Theatrical Rights Worldwide, who has a uh, Million Dollar Quartet, Big Fish, Color Purple, 
all those shows for amateur and professional licensing, they have Jersey Boys. Yep. Um, oh, great. There you go. Yeah, and they've already started with Regional limited professional licensing. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. The first big one was um, the Muni, mm-hmm. which had, you know, Dramar. Oh, that's Mark right. I, did. I heard about that Keith one. Keith And, uh, uh, um, and Jess- Jessica did that one, right? Um, we know did it. Candy Boyd. Candy, Candy Boyd, Boyd yeah. It. Candy Boyd did it. Right. Um, uh, oh, oh, Bobby Conti okay. did it. Bobby Conti, yeah, my exactly. friend. Yeah, yeah. He played. He played uh, mm-hmm. Nick. Bobby oh. businessman. Oh, no, Bob, he played. Yeah. Oh, he played. Bob. Bob. Yeah. Bob played Bob. You know. I got you. Baby. I got you. <laughs> I know one thing that you don't know. <laughs> we do not uh, think we know I'll everything. That's why we're asking you other questions. Uh, <laughs> I'm messing with you guys. I know. I know. I'm messing. I love you guys. Keith, I just we mess love you too. We love you too. They did it at Gunkwit too, right? They did it at Algonquin. And then I think they came back and did it again. They did it twice with with Peter Gregus. Peter Gregus did both. Peter. I love Peter. He's he's the best. He's the best. I got to meet him. I got to meet him. Truly the best. So he was the dance captain. He's the dance captain. Okay. So so go ahead. With the dance captain question? Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so it's yeah, listed when, when, that, when you? that you were the assistant dance captain and the dance captain. We're not exactly sure when this came to be. Is this true? And when did it happen? And just tell us the whole story. I was never the dance captain ever okay. for a moment. I was never, never. I was the assistant dance captain by default because nobody else wanted the job, basically. And the girls... I don't, I don't know why the female swing... Eventually, the female swing did take over that position. But because it's such a boy-heavy show, I was learning everything already. Even the opening number, you know. So I was learning all of those things. But, like, I never learned boyfriends. <laughs> I never learned that. And so Peter, Peter would be like, there's a new girl coming in. I need you to... Te- I have an audition. Can you teach her? I said, I don't know any of the girl stuff. He said, well, then you're, you're, you're not the assistant then. You're fired. I said, okay. I, I have to be fired then because I'm not going to learn it either because um, I'm, I'm not skilled enough to, you know? And uh, anyways, but I was for a while helping like put in new swings. Like when Matt Scott came, he was the swing that was added kind of like a month into the run on Broadway. Oh, okay. Um, so we, me, him, and John Leone, we were the original swings up in the up in the uh, the penthouse on, on the fifth floor oh, of the August know. Wilson. We created our little swing <laughs> clubhouse. There's a vaulted, a, there's a vaulted a, ceiling. Yes. It's like yes, it's like a little perch ceiling, and then um, we had a monitor so that we could see what was happening on stage, and then we had the speaker, you know, up. And but we would always turn the sound off, <laughs> and so. If there was a problem, we wouldn't we wouldn't know because the sound was off. The balls, the balls on YouTube while, to you do that. That's so funny. After a while, you have to you have to like turn the sound off. You can't hear the show like while you're just sitting up there every night. You know, you'll go crazy. So, so, anyways, I don't I don't know where I was going with that, but yes, um, I was the assistant dance captain by default for a very brief period of time but i'm glad that it's yes. public record <laughs> i really am yes. and it comes with a pay pay bump uh, right. yeah i think it's like 150 bucks or something yeah. perfect yeah. you know not too shabby, yeah. not too shabby. all right Dom Dolphy. so you got Bobby. so frankie tommy bob and assistant dance captain so there you go that's right <laughs> don't don't ever forget it <laughs> don't ever fucking forget it <laughs> top of the notch all right so what we're gonna do now that everyone is established and we know exactly who played who and when um 
the the main common denominator with all of our wonderful guests here is the backup sessions scene in act one so what we did um was our classic dissection for vocals story direction all the basic things um so basically we're just going to kind of run down the list and you tell us if we're full of shit or not or what your thoughts are or any funny stories that came out of it okay (laughs) it's like a lightning round kind of thing sound good all right fun all right so um let's do it the the final the final line tommy has his line you know um, if we're not back in two days, call Jip for the bail money. And then Bob immediately starts his, you know. Um, uh, his speech. Uh, his little speech. And um, yeah. in the background, um, Ron Melrose wrote a little bit of some cool underscoring. He has the so the, the saxophone is playing um, Cry For Me because we've been hearing the Cry For Me underscores the entire yes. time. Um, and then uh, in the... The, the accompaniment is playing uh, I Can't Give You Anything But Love. Da, 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 which is really cool. Um, and uh, we're in F, F major, just so just so we're all clear. We're in F okay. major at this uh-huh. moment. Because, okay. Um, Hold on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Just so we're F major. Match. So you, Perfect <laughs> pitch. Right. <laughs> 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 You sang Cry For Me in E-flat, and then the underscoring started in E-flat, and then it got goosed up to You F. goose it up too much, it and gets cheesy. That's from the movie. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. Um, and um, we come to, you know, they're knocking on the doors. First of all, yeah. three doors. We missed the three doors at New World Stages. Oh. We missed the three doors. They only have one door um, for the Brill building. Um, and... So I, this this is a question for uh, uh, Dominic and uh, for Russell. Um, you get to the third door, right? And mm-hmm. oh, we're the four lovers. You're the four lovers. No, the four lovers is a colored group. No, it's uh, it's two of us. It's like um, and then you do you do ah I, I love you so. Um, nice. Thank you. <laughs> um, everyone does that in the same key. Yes. So. Is that is that something you guys were consciously aware of when you guys got to that part? Ooh, that's a really good question. And I think I think it's just um, relative pitch because it's that we've just been listening to the show for so long that we all just <laughs> do it at the same pitch. Because it's not the it's not the key that "Cry for Me" is sung in earlier, is it? It's not the key, but we've been in F for the longest time. So that might have something to do with it, too. I think it's that we're sitting in F, but I also think that it's the actors copying other actors in the way that they've done it. I know that David Noronha did it like that. I don't know. I wasn't in the rehearsal process in La Jolla, so I didn't see them discover that. But that never changed. Right. So, um, you know, there were so many things that they discovered in La Jolla, and, and I wasn't there. I came right after they opened in La Jolla that never changed when we opened on Broadway. Things expanded, but that, that's the special thing I think about Jersey Boys is that they had figured out the way the book was gonna work before they even started rehearsing. So then it was about what's the best line, what's the best way we can transition, and that's just so rare that you start rehearsals with a book that's that good, yeah. you know? So. 
Um, but to answer your question, I think it's just I think we all mimic David Neronia in a way too. But you're sitting in that key, so it yeah, feels it's like right. Like you know? pitch, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. So it's funny. Uh, Neronia wow. actually sang different intervals. Um, he 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 ended on the the you third. Mean different vowels. No, no, different intervals. So uh, the the way we know that line now is I love you so. The way he sang it was I. Yeah. How do you know that? (laughs) Wait, how do you know that? Oh, so, um, um, (laughs) (laughs) you know what? No, well, so this is public, this is public knowledge. So, um, oh, and I don't care. It's it's probably on YouTube, right? There's a performance of his. Yeah. So Bobby Spencer (laughs) and, uh, Christian Hoff did a, did an interview some new show in La Jolla and they were showing this is the only footage we have ever seen of the La Jolla production so um, they showed footage from all over the show um, and they showed footage from the Brill building scene and it wasn't an F he was singing it in like sounded like E flat might have been A flat if I'm remembering correctly but he sang those different intervals I was like Excuse me. <laughs> That's you funny. Know? I don't remember that, but I believe you. Yeah, I believe yeah. you for I'll, sure. I'll, yeah. uh, I'll send you the clip. Please do. Send me the clip. Yeah. So do it. they have you? Do they have you sing that at the audition? Because I know they have you sing. Uh, I let it get away. Um, but do they have you sing that? Uh, what did I get for the audition packet? Um, I think I got the big three and can't take. For my audition, right. But so when when did Ron do any you know singing up the scale, doing all that stuff with you? Oh gosh, I do not remember. Probably that sounds right. Yeah. 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 So I know he did that with me too. Yeah. Yeah, because I I know um, Richard Hester said this, and I know I think uh, Evan. Evan J. Newman from the cruise, the Frankie from the cruise, said this that they have them sing um, I Let It Get Away um, because it's. Richard says it's one of the hardest things for Frankie to sing because you know, it's right after Can't Take. Um, You're v- very vocally tired at that moment, yeah. so it's a very. It's a high belt note. It's not yeah. in its falsetto. You're no, switching registers. See, yeah, you've been singing. want to see. Yeah. If, yeah. You've been ahead, singing Russell. falsetto for all. for for you know most of act one and then you have to sort of switch registers into a more mature it, it has glimmers of the, the falsetto still but for the most part it's it's a you know uh, a baritoner mm. belt yeah. you know so it's yeah it's it's tough but i think it works it's so hard it's look and the thing is everyone's voice is different so some people are really they're really good with the falsetto but they don't have the chest you know right. so it's like very rare that you find those people Russell being one of them that can activate the falsetto and sing the chest notes the way that they're the way that Frankie sings them yeah, yeah. you know because he likes so he with, goes and, and with a street with a street growl yeah not an open-throated musical right. theater legit you know I'm clenching yeah. my back muscles and activating <laughs> my butt while I you know it's gotta it's, sound like rock and roll yeah. It's got to sound like a, like, and then Ron was so, you know, that was his big thing. Try to sound street, you know, so. What did you all yeah. sing um, originally for your audition? 
I sang. I think I sang in the steel of the night. Ooh, I think. That, I think. Yes, sir. Because I loved it from. Um, I feel like uh, who did Boyz II Men cover that mm-hmm. in the '90s? Yeah, they did. Yeah, so I think that's why I knew that song, and I, I that love that's it. What I sang. Well, that in sounded so good. Where's the Dennis Charles Brown? Tony nominated Charles Brown. Uh Originally, I was going to sing. But I decided yes. at the last minute to do um, a song from the musical theater canon. I did Those Magic Changes <gasps> from Greece. Yes. Oh, because yeah. it has that part of the falsetto in the end. Yeah. You know that one? Yep. Yeah. And so <laughs> I did, do, uh, I did oh. that. <laughs> yeah, and I did that. And I, I remember distinctly, I got really smart about it. I did... There's a ba ba ba, and so I did the bow, the choreographed Jersey Boys bow, da da da, and then I went up and I went. Perfect I cast. Did. I did. So you like sold it to, to the pianist. Don't don't good work. I'm such a, good work. I am such a dork. <laughs> so in I'm the sure. best way. No, it's, it's classy. I'm sure you're like to. Oh, you did. I like it. Yeah. I'm sure you're like to the pianist. Don't like the pianist. Don't leave. Those notes out at the end. Okay, that's I right. Need I need, I need the cha cha cha. Play through the end of the, the music. Give me the cha cha cha. Of course. Well, well the greatest. So it's like the ooh, and then that, that's like, yeah, yeah. You need yeah, that yeah. after everything. It's got all of the. It's got all of the elements. It's got the chest. It's got the falsetto. It's got the cha cha cha. So that's, I said, that's, got this the, is the one. And then that's I got the trifecta. The now we know. <laughs> Boom. There you go. The trifecta. The fucking trifecta. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think you guys knew that. I don't think Dom or Charles knew that. No, dude, that. you've been holding out. No, I, had, on that. no, I love yeah. that. Yeah. I didn't know you were going to sing Smokey. I, now look, now we sing Ooh Baby Baby all the time in the Duet <laughs> Project. Right. Let's do it, do it. Yeah. Backup Sessions, of course, is like a lot, a lot of crew. Um, Bob Crew, the best. Um, so in his famous line, you know, so it's a sign. The, st- the stars are in alignment. Follow me, boys. Destiny awaits. Now, that is like that. So that's four sentences, but they're all so iconic. But I feel like a lot of the time crew can really rush those lines. Um, so does that Scorpio section um, get a strong laugh every night, or or do you have to just push through it to keep up the pace of the scene? There are certain moments that always land when when I was doing the show, and that was one um, because that's good writing, and that's the way the show is designed. Yeah, of course. You know, so, so yeah, Scorpio, no, Gordio, right? Uh, so yeah, I mm-hmm. always a laugh, always. Uh, when Jen Namo or Kara Cooper or whoever was on Bridget Berger was doing Mary, this scene for Mary, pizza, yeah. you know, like always, <laughs> big laugh, like. So I mean, yeah, I mean, there's just built-in laughs in that yeah, show. Yeah, no, it, it's it's good. the bite. For but, sure. it, it, yeah, you know. But yeah. to your point, yes, there, there is such a thing that rate of speech to keep the show moving along. And that's a note that we would get often is just to keep the rate of speech going to not let it slog yeah. or get, right. um, yeah, or get too comfortable in a rhythm mm-hmm. to let it keep moving. Yeah. Of course. Each company that. has their own rhythm too. Like the New York yeah. company was uh-huh. the quickest, you know, but that makes exactly. sense because we're in New York. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So it also I, keeps I, I it, found that to be interesting. Yeah, it, it also keeps it cinematic. 
in that way because it is very cinematic the way we seamlessly transition from one scene to another and so uh, uh, our read of speech has a uh, Absolutely, yeah. Well, well, that's why I love the direction because he takes you from one side of the stage to the other in the most beautiful way, and I love it. Oh, yeah, and the lighting Sorry. contributed that to that as well. And Howell yes, Binkley, peace. Yeah, he God is. Rest. He is missed. Yeah, for great sure. guy, fun yeah. guy, man, fun guy to be in tech with. Uh, really, obviously, gifted at lighting the stage. But more than that, like his personality was that of a theater person. Um, and then he was like a Southern gentleman too on top of that. Um, and, um, and just, you know, the life of the party at the cast parties and uh, just a really brilliant guy. Charles, so now we come, yes, to, we come to the actual backup sessions and um, we come to An Angel Cried. Right, one of my yeah, favorite. Yeah, Ariana Grande song. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I I do love her cover though. The I do. Shade. Yeah, I do too. <laughs> well, it's. I think it was her. Her grandfather was mm-hmm. very close with. Yeah. Gorio. Yeah. Oh, okay. See, mm-hmm. now it all makes sense. And they used to hang out all together in Boca Raton. Hey. Um, Hometown. There you go. When okay, Ariana now was it all starts to make. Well, you know, but she's also been a big lover. She's had. She always features doo-wop in her albums, mm-hmm. one way or the other. So it makes sense that she's clearly Definitely. a fan of that music. And yeah. she grew up on Broadway. Yeah, so thirteen. Broadway. And she grew up on Broadway. So mm-hmm. yeah, it all makes yep. sense. Yeah. Yes, girl. <laughs> and um, what we realized so... is it's all connected. <laughs> <laughs> we say that in our show. That's a line from that's our show. Our, that's now yeah, we're that's a line from the doo-wop project. Love that. Anyways, what was your question? Sneak preview. Hey, so my question is, so An Angel Cried, it is, I heard it sung so many different times in so many different ways with so, like, people are belting it, people are mixing it, people are falsettoing it. Um, and it's a very difficult song to sing because you're singing those G's and those A's and they're Thank in some, such a yes. weird place. So um, I guess my question is, when you were learning it, did they give you free reign to sing it how you felt comfortable to sing it? Or did they give, you have to mix here, you have to falsetto here, you have to head voice here. How did that work? You know, so when I first learned the show is when I, because I did it in Vegas for a year first before I did it on Broadway. And so I, I, I don't remember them actually telling me how to sing it, but I do remember calling my vocal coach because I thought I was going to be fired because I was like, there's no way I'm going to be able to sing this. Like this is, I'm a sham. Like I don't, I can't do this. Um, and so I, I do know that eventually we found my men's mix and you know, now I, and I say I was in Vegas as, because when I first got to Las Vegas and this is, we tell the story in the do our project too, but I actually got laryngitis like within my first month because the air is so dry there oh, and it's really hard to, to sing, especially this show, especially in this track where you're often, you know, doubling, you know, a lot of the Frankie stuff off stage, but you're singing very high the whole time. And so what I found was, you know, I would falsetto just wasn't strong enough and belting it just wasn't really an option. So I had to find a very simple mix, at least for my voice. I had to. Now, Titus, I'm sure, just sang it full voice all the time, which is why <laughs> he, he it sang it easy. a half step higher also. Yeah, because he he's it Titus. In G crazy. Flat. <laughs> right. <laughs> Um, but for the rest of us humans, we had to, <laughs> we had to figure out our men's mix for that. Um, but it actually became one of my favorite moments to sing. And the more I practiced, the more I did it, the stronger it became in that whatever that mix was. So um, it was something I was terrified of, but I eventually came to love. Yeah, I love that. Um, 
so when when you got to the uh, the end of that number, when you're when you're holding that uh, that C uh -huh. on cried, do you, do, how how long were you holding it? Because I've seen productions where um, he holds it even as he's you know as he's going off. That's how yeah. Titus did it. Yeah, that's how Titus did it. That's how I learned it. Now the funny thing is, in Las Vegas, the stage is a lot longer than it was on Broadway, <laughs> just for obvious reasons. It's the biggest production, you know they. Because it's yeah, well, because they built it for Vegas and New York. You're dealing with the uh, Broadway house, um, so I do believe I turned and walked at a certain point. Oh. Um, but I think on Broadway, the idea was to almost try and get all the way to the wings. Gotcha. And if I, I remember correctly, I know off Broadway, the 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 distance is so short. They right. They they fade out the microphone. Oh, they, they fade, fade out, out the microphone. microphone. That makes sense yeah. too. Yeah. Um. I love that moment, and like they're they're singing that um, the 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 boys behind him are singing that um, first inversion F chord, and you're singing uh -huh. that C. Oh, it's I love it. I love it. I love it. I really just love that wig, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite part of that. I, I that's a, that's a hell part to swing. I'll yeah. tell you that much. Like, oh, having to have all those different harmonies. Oh, I couldn't imagine. God. And for as... a while, I'd be like singing Bob's line. <laughs> <laughs> And Bobby Spencer would be like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> and I'd be, yeah, uh, I would be like jumping, yeah. So question for you, Dom. Who's singing higher, Tommy or Bob? They switch. Okay. In, our, in, in the Broadway production, Daniel and Christian would switch. I found it to be exceptionally difficult to swing because they did that. But they did that because... <laughs> They wanted to save their top registers, right. so I understand. It wasn't fair to have one guy underneath Frankie mm -hmm. all the time, belting or even putting it in their mix. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah, so, right, right at the top on Apple, at the end, um, oh my heart, it's a G sharp, right? Right at the top. Yeah. Um, and then you're sing in Cry For Me, you're singing these Gs and these A flats. Um, so when you so so when you played so when you took over did they keep that arrangement? They did because Sebastian Arcellus was playing Bob at the time mm -hmm. and he was staying and that's what he learned. So so we kept it like that. It probably switched it when I left. I I don't know. I'm not sure when they switched it on Broadway, but Gotcha. But yeah. That stayed for a long time and I remember them trying to there was like a coup to like unify us, you know? Yeah. And I'm like, you can't do that to us. We've been doing it for all these years. You can't make us sing, sing a different harmony line while I'm trying to play a guitar part and step touching at exactly. the same time. Yeah. So when, when did the guitars oh, stop? Yeah. Like when did you have to stop playing guitar? When, when, did, when did they get, like what's the history of the guitar playing? Because I know gotcha. at one point people stopped. Yeah, I played, Christian played. Mm -hmm. Obviously, yeah. that's why it's it's built the way it's mm -hmm. built. I don't know when it ended, um, but as an understudy, you wouldn't play. Oh, uh -huh. okay. So, so um, Steve Gibb would play it. Steve Gibb was like a swing musician in the pit, mm -hmm. oh, and he would jump up and play the drums um, for Donnie if Donnie was out, because Donnie and Steve played real guitar mm -hmm. parts too. That's so fun. Um, and Donnie played the drums too. And yeah. yeah, and so then I, when Miles Aubrey came, he uh, Miles is a beautiful guitar player, so he did all that too. Um, Colin Donnell, who's yeah. on you know TV now, and all mm -hmm. these 
Colin Donnell was in Jersey. Yeah, Boys? he was a Hank. He what? played. He took over for Steve, I think. Yeah. He played those parts because he's a good guitarist. Yeah, so it used to be like a skill you would have to have. And then I don't know when it all went bye-bye. But I learned, Des told me to start learning immediately in La Jolla. He said, get, you know, when we took our break from Broadway to La Jolla, he said, get a guitar and just start learning chords. Do you guys ever play an instrument during duet project? (laughs) Do you ever just start playing anything? (laughs) Well, we have our incredible True. musicians. So. Well, like, if, if they're not feeling yeah. well, I'll be like, I got it. Like, uh, oh, I uh, wish I was that good. I do still play. I have a guitar in this room. I still mess around. I still play for, for myself. Oh. I'm not very good, but nice. yeah, but I can, I can play chords and stuff. That's awesome. Beautiful. Well, going back to Hal Miller, uh, though, so just kind of bring it all back. Um, what's the costume? Let's talk more about Hal. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so what's the costume change back into Barry Belson? Like, or just like, just how does it work backstage? At August Wilson, like, do you, can you go to the dressing room? Do you have to go it's, straight to wigs? Like, how does it work? No, I mean, no. I think well, you spend the entirety of the show on, yeah. the, on the floor. I mean, everything is very meticulously orchestrated within an inch of its life and within a second of your reappearance. For when I remember, mm-hmm. because also, mind you, you're singing backstage as well while you're changing, and that's all <laughs> built into your costume changes. Um, and you work it out with your dresser so that you can actually be breathing and singing the right notes and not, you know putting a shirt over your head and your microphone at the time you're, you're being picked up on your mic. So, um, you know, I don't, re- I, it's all sort of a blur to me cause it's just sort of like a football game. It's just like, just go. Um, but, uh, it's quite exciting. I, you know, I, I always say this, especially with shows like Jersey boys where there's so many costume changes and especially I'm sure it's even, even more um, intense now that off Broadway with, you know, less cast where, there's so much going on, but not only are you changing and singing off stage, but you're also moving all the sets and stuff onto yep. the stage, and you're responsible for placing them in the right places off stage. So it's it's something that should be filmed someday and like documented at least, because Seriously. it would really be a revelation for people who are learning the craft of theater to actually see how meticulously timed um, that show in particular is. It's one of the most... Yeah. Uh, crazy shows I've ever done. We there's a whole a different pro- show going mm-hmm. on backstage. There's a whole different a whole show. show. Yeah, we and then a- and then there's antics, of course, that are built into the show. And <laughs> you know, you know, Hal Miller or my um, in Las Vegas, I remember that Michael um, James Scott uh, had this whole number where he would put on one of the girls' heels and do like a, a, a performance t- during Boyfriend's <laughs> Back um, off stage for the for the crew. And so I I naturally I I um, took over for him in Las Vegas and I had to learn that as I part love of my passage. It's sort of a tradition for the Barry Belsons to at least have like okay. a drag appearance. Yeah. Like, Cause <laughs> Titus, Titus used stage. to do Lorraine. He used to kind of like act Lorraine out while uh, Erica Piccinini was acting it out. He'd have a wig right. on and he'd be backstage like Frankie, got to get off this merry-go-round. <laughs> <you know>? Um, <laughs> It's a time-honored tradition, I think. I didn't know yeah. Michael did Jersey Boys either. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, I took over for him in mm, Vegas. He was the, wow. he was the, he was the opening cast wow. in Las Vegas, actually. And that I was didn't the first know. Replacement now we know. That's so cool. Thank you. Well, guys, everybody you know. has done. That. Now you know. Everybody <laughs> has. <laughs> I love those stories. Colin Donald. Colin Donald was also yeah. merrily we roll along. City Center encores. See? Oh, right. And you got the shirt on? With Lynn Manuel Miranda. There you go. Yeah. Oh. I have two shirts. I have because I saw it at um, Roundabout Theater Company last year. 
I have um, a purple shirt that says it's our time. Yeah. Oh, cool. Love That's that a good song. show. I did it at the Boston Conservatory at a student production. Yes. Yeah. In the late 90s. Congratulations. Yeah. I played the role of Rue. Look at you. <laughs> That's, I don't know. So you, you? you went to Boston Conservatory? R-U. That's cool. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. So did um, Michael Fasano, uh, Michael Fasano um, from the Cruise. He did a master's in musical theater. Oh, cool. Okay, it's a it's um, a fun school. Yeah, I love Boston. I love it over there. That's what I heard. Yeah, it's cool. It's um, a good experience. So we have a very special request, actually, <laughs> for uh, for Charles. Were you able to look at it? No. Okay. Oh, so, no. But okay. let's go for it. If, let's <laughs> You're listening to me, Charles Brown, here on Silhouette's JB Podcast. We're in our 17th hour, locked inside the Zoom studio. I'm still interviewing with the same people. Are they a singing group or what? Who are these people? Are they greasers, actors, three guys and a girl? What can I say? I love this group. And we're going to see this go right to the top, my friends. And we're going to see it happen on October 25th, live in your living room from New World Stages at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Perfect. Thank you. Oh, Oh my gosh. That was one of the scariest moments of my entire career. Because you legit have to time that so perfectly. And I think in my first week in Las Vegas when I was learning the show, I probably got it wrong like three times. And I was like, you got, like, I'm so sorry. I just can't. It's like you're doing all that. You're acting. And then you have to time it out just so it's like, boom. You know, and it has to hit right on. It's like a major moment in the show that I'm responsible for cueing. Oh, my God. I was was the kid. But you're listening. Like, you got it. It's got a rhythm That was beautiful. You're listening, yeah, I yeah, love it. But well, that that's great. That is our intro Stressful. for you guys for later. So <laughs> for the big social media post, I truly haven't done that in like in so many years. Yes. it was fun. <laughs> love so it. Awesome. Thank you, Charles. Aww. Appreciate it. Yay! If, if that doesn't sell You're tickets. Welcome. I don't know what will. So I don't know what will. <laughs> All right. So Honestly. that that concludes our deep dive of backup sessions. I think that was. That was a lot of information that we learned. So that was that, that was a lot of information, really a lot of cool. cool stories. We learned some things too. Absolutely. So I can't believe Absolutely. that. So glad. Um, but we are going to go into our final segment for the show, uh, which is a whole doo-wop trivia section. So we're gonna Ooh. try to test your trivia as much as we can, and if you want to test ours, oh gosh, I'm really gonna fail at this. Too. Okay. <laughs> okay, David, do you have? The first question. Uh, uh, you want to start? Sure. Okay. Let me think. One second. Uh, this one, probably an easy one. Who originated the song, I'm in the mood for love? Well, at least the doo-wop, maybe oh, the, the doo-wop version? version of it. Yeah. Oh, it's a bit. Of I'm in the uh-huh. mood for love? Hmm. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. If my I'm research stumped. is correct, it's the chimes. Okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's I'm that's as far back as we've never go yeah. to find it. Yeah. I've heard of the chimes. Mm-hmm. I have heard of yeah. them. Yeah. Okay. All right. What's what's next? So you I learn something question. new every day. <laughs> right. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know that until today. What time did little Susie finally wake up? Wake up, little Susie. It's time to go home. It's five o'clock. No. Uh, 
I don't know the verse. Who, oh my gosh. Is that a doo-wop song, David? Is it? Is that... <laughs> <laughs> it should be. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what time. Who's Googling? Um. <laughs> <laughs> my phone is recording. <laughs> <this right. laughs> no cheating, no cheating. <laughs> what time, David? Two o'clock. The movie's oh, over. Of course, it's, it's two, two o'clock. o'clock. Of course. Nice. Yeah. In the afternoon or the morning? I think that's for uh, that's up to interpretation. <laughs> it depends on how little Susie was. Okay. There you go. <laughs> oh, geez. All right. One more question. Over question. Dean on the Belmonts classic song "I Wonder Why" was released in what year? Oh, uh, Close. Nineteen fifty-five. Nope. Six. Later. Fifty-eight. Yes, fifty-eight. Ah, oh, okay. Yeah, so right okay. before 1959. Yeah. But it was recorded in 1957, mm-hmm. so he could probably he gets some <laughs> There you go. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, it's interesting that so, it was recorded so late in the 50s because it really does sound very yeah, much. Yeah, it sounds like an early doo song, the, yeah. It early does, right? 50s. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yeah. I have a bonus one, a little bonus question. Where... <laughs> Where did I find my thrill? I found my thrill. On Blueberry Hill. Hill. <laughs> 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 yes, not Strawberry <laughs> Hill. Bloomfield. Not, <laughs> not Fairfield. Uh, Bloomfield. <laughs> not Fairfield. <laughs> you fucking asshole. <laughs> Bloomfield. Perfect. All right. So, thank you so much for playing, fellas. Of <laughs> thank you so much for being here. Was so wonderful. Thank you for having oh, you guys. Thanks, thanks so much. Guys. And thanks congratulations on your podcast. So much yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Congratulations um, to you and all of your success, and even more in the future. You guys are the best. You're the best. Thank you, everyone. Thank you. This was wonderful. Go follow the Duo Project on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all at at the Duo Project. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, thedoopproject.com is where you can find all things exactly. the Doop Project. Get special emails from the Doop Project. Um, follow all these wonderful people wherever on social media. They're wonderful people. Um, and and uh, buy tickets again, buy tickets October twenty fifth. Buy tickets live in your living room, seven p.m. Eastern Standard it's Time. Be fun. The <laughs> Project. dot com. We bring the party. Wherever we are, we it doesn't do. matter wherever, whatever state we're in, whatever night it is, whatever the conditions are, whatever country, whatever country, exactly, <laughs> whatever language. <Right>. Yes, music <laughs> is universal. <laughs> and healing, yeah. yes, it's what we need healing. right now. And we, we all can use a little, little healing, healing right now. Yeah. Exactly. This has been an episode, a special episode of Silhouettes JB Podcast. Thank you so much to Anchor for sponsoring us. We wouldn't be here without Anchor. Follow us uh, on Instagram at, at Silhouettes JB Podcast underscore. Follow us on Facebook at Silhouettes JB Podcast. Join our, face, join our Facebook group, Silhouettes JB Podcast group. We'll do a lot of trivia, a lot of games. We want to talk with you guys. Um, Send us an email, silhouettesjbpodcast at gmail.com. Listen to us wherever you can find podcasts, uh, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, yeah. Breaker, Stitcher, all of it. All of it. Own. And listen to the Duar uh, Project on all of those Project, places as well. All of those places. Yeah. All those places. Thank you Friends so much. in low places also made Thank famous by the <laughs> Duar Project. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much to my best friend and my co-producer, co-host, Gia Doxy. I love you. 
Love you. To you. All the love. Um, there we go. All the love. To the group. And to the group. And a salute. Um, a salute. Yes. Thank you again so much, you guys. A salute. Salute, guys. Thank you.